what he did for us was good. His life sacrificed, his blood poured out, his body broken for us was the good. So that we don't have to work our way. He, he bridged the gap. He covers us in his blood. We no longer have to do all these things. All we have to do is believe in him. Hey friends, I'm Ryan Channel, a grateful believer in Jesus Christ, encouraging other women to seek and know God and grow a deeper relationship with Him. Welcome to Wellness and the Word, a podcast helping Christian women create ultimate mental and physical wellness through meditating on God's Word to renew our minds, learning how to apply His truth to our lives, and taking care of our bodies the way He intends us to. My love for Jesus and my passion for wellness as a holistic health coach collide in this podcast that shares the gospel. Gospel literally means good news, friends. Don't we need more of that in today's world? I believe we all have a God-shaped hole in our hearts, and I want to point you to the only one who can fill it. Come join me and be encouraged as we chat about God's love and how to take care of you. Hello friends, it's Ryan. Happy Faith Friday. Happy Good Friday. So today I'm really looking forward to just having this conversation about what is Holy Week? What is Passover? What is Palm Sunday? Good Friday, Resurrection Sunday, all of the things that this week represents. I really just wanted to dissect them at least at a very basic level because I think if you're a new believer or you're just someone who's not very familiar with the Bible as I wasn't, you don't know what all of these things actually represent. And you don't even know that all of these things were happening in the same week. So I just kind of wanted to give an overview of this at a very basic level. And I'm going to have a couple of other resources for you and podcasts for you to listen to if you want to just dive in more. Because if you're anything like me, you're really interested in just learning more about What does all of this mean? What does the Bible actually say? What can I learn from it? Um, It's just so important. And I really hope that through this podcast, you're feeling empowered to go out and get into the Bible more. We do not need to be biblical scholars by any means. I am not at all. I'm very much just someone who's learning on my own. And we have so many resources available to us today that... We don't need to go get a degree, even though I want to, of course, because I am totally that kind of person who's like, I want to know everything. I want to go all in. But at this point in my life, the most important thing is that I'm not checking boxes, but I'm for me, I really just want to be in this Bible and know what God's word says and hold it dear to my heart. So that's what this podcast is about, as you know, friends. So before we jump in to all that we're going to learn. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just lift up your holy name. We lift up your son, Jesus Christ, on this good Friday that we know what this Friday represents. We know that what happened wasn't good, but the outcome was good because you are the God of the outcome What you made happen was sacrifice 
for you and for your son on our behalf. And Lord, we just praise you. Today, I pray that we would take the day to just be in praise and worship over what you've done for us, that we don't need to do anything else, that we don't need to fulfill the laws, but that your blood poured out for us is enough, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. In your holy name, we just lift you up. And I just pray that this weekend, as we are able to celebrate with our family and just be together in this beautiful world that you've given us, that we would remember you as we always should, but more than ever. And remember that we can't get to Resurrection Sunday without Good Friday. We can't get to the accomplished purpose without the pain. And we just thank you in your holy name, Jesus, for your sacrifice. Amen. Thank you, friends, for praying with me. And I just, I, I truly just pray today that you would turn your heart to that place of utter gratitude for what we've been given in the gift of Jesus's crucifixion and ultimate resurrection. So first of all, let's start with Passover. That's really where this all starts. We start with Passover. Passover is actually from the Old Testament and it is in Exodus when God is calling on the Pharaoh to release the Israelites from slavery and the Pharaoh will not release them. So God tells Pharaoh through Moses that he is going to send 10 plagues on the land and I'm sure you're familiar with this. So nine plagues have come and again the Pharaoh still will not let the Israelites go. So for the final plague God warns him through Moses that Every firstborn in the land of Egypt will die. That is the final plague. And it doesn't matter if it is a person. It doesn't matter if it's an animal, Egyptian or Israelite. Every firstborn will die. And then he instructs Moses that if they don't want their firstborn to die, if they want to show that they believe in God, if they want God to pass over their home, they have to sacrifice a lamb. So they have to take a spotless lamb, a perfect lamb into their home on the 10th day of the month. And then on the 14th day of the month, they kill the lamb and they put the blood of the lamb along the doorpost. And that would be a sign to God to pass over their house. That would be a sign to God that they believe in him, right? And he would not kill the firstborn child of that household. So this is what it says in Exodus 12. And starting in verse 11, it's the very last line of verse 11, and then through verse 13. It is the Lord's Passover, for I will pass through the land of Egypt that night, and I will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and on, and on all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgments. I am the Lord. The blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you and no plague will befall you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. So this was God's way of saying that if you want judgment to pass over your home and not strike your home, then you have to offer a sacrifice in this way. 
And that is what happened. And that is why we call it the Passover. And, and since then, after this, the Israelites were released. And since then, Israelites, Jews, have celebrated the Passover, celebrated their freedom. So that is the significance of Passover. And in relation to Jesus, let us realize that the week of Good Friday and Resurrection Sunday, it was Passover. So, and all of this is going to make sense as I continue talking. Jesus came into town on Palm Sunday. He was riding on the donkey. And if you're not familiar with these stories, I encourage you to read the Gospels. I will put all of these stories and where to find them in the show notes for you guys. So you can go read these yourself because it's so important. So God comes, Jesus, excuse me, Jesus comes into town on Palm Sunday, what we now call Palm Sunday, right? He came into town riding on a donkey, which was prophesied in the Old Testament. Jesus came to fulfill the prophecies of the Old Testament, friends. So all throughout the New Testament, all throughout the Gospels, you are seeing Jesus do exactly that. He is fulfilling the prophecies that were told in the Old Testament. He was trying to show everybody that he was the Messiah. He was the one that was sent here to fulfill these prophecies. So he comes in, um, you can see this in Matthew 21 called the triumphal entry. He comes in riding on a donkey again, as was prophesied in the Old Testament. And people were putting their cloaks down on the road. And then they were putting down branches from trees, palm branches. And that is why we call it Palm Sunday. So they were welcoming him, welcoming him in. Like, this is a royal welcome, okay? People are cheering for him. People are saying, Hosanna to the son of David. He is Hosanna in the highest. He is the one who's come to save, right? They're calling him. They are saying, welcome, Messiah. They are welcoming him in in this way. And these are the same people, friends, who would be the ones yelling, kill him, crucify him on Friday. On Sunday, they are welcoming him in with this great, grand welcome. Now, what I was going to say was that in relation to the sacrificial lamb, right, from the Passover, we hear Jesus called the lamb. Jesus was coming into town as the lamb for Passover. It was Passover week. He would become the lamb. He would become the sacrifice. So I just wanted to make that point. That is why we call Jesus the Lamb of God. Okay. So we've covered Palm Sunday. We call this in general, Holy Week, right? Palm Sunday is kind of when, um, Holy Week kicks off. It's also Passover is happening. So all of these things are happening in tandem with each other, but Holy Week or Passion Week, as some people call it is, this is the last week of Jesus's life. We call it Holy Week because it should be a holy remembrance. This is when Jesus came to fulfill what he came to do, which was to die on the cross for us. So that is why we call it Holy Week. These should be observed as holy days. And we call it Passion Week because we should live with the passion that Jesus lived with. He died on the cross for us. That is how passionately in love he is with us, friends. It's so beautiful. So we've talked about Passover, Holy Week, Palm Sunday, 
There's also other significant days that aren't so widely known, but Holy Monday, Holy Tuesday, really Holy Wednesday. All these days are called Holy something, right? Holy Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Holy Monday is when Jesus was in the temple flipping over the tables. If you've ever heard of that story, he was saying, you guys have made this a house of robbers, a den of robbers, and this should be a holy place. You should not be selling and and doing bad things in this holy space. So that was why he was flipping over the tables. He was saying, get out of here. This temple is holy and sacred, not for you to do dirty work, essentially. Um, and then the other big thing this week is the Last Supper, right? On Thursday, it happened on Thursday. That is when it's believed is he would have had his last meal with his disciples before his betrayal, his arrest, and ultimate crucifixion on that day, that night, the Last Supper. So I think everyone is pretty familiar with what the Last Supper is. And again, this was just, this was the time that he got to have his time with his disciples, his last meal. He says he was looking forward to, to this meal before he suffered. And there's so many beautiful, honestly sad and heartbreaking, significant points in the Last Supper. But what we all know is this is the time when he told his disciples that, first of all, he washed their feet, which was very significant because he was saying that that is how we should treat each other. We should serve each other. Even the one who is the greatest of all of them was serving them, right? So that happened at the Last Supper. If you've ever heard of that, he was washing the disciples' feet. But this is also when he talked about this was his body broken for us, eat. And that's when he gave um, the bread. I really want to point you to our sermon at our church this past weekend. Our pastor did an incredible job really diving into this point of the bread and how just all of the other incredible, it's to me, it's just like mind blowing um, the the power behind it, the actual meaning behind it, the explanation behind it. There's so, it's so much deeper. It talks about, you know, why is it unleavened bread, the stripes. And he really, he talks about cedar, which is how the Jews have celebrated Passover for thousands of years. And the, the way the bread is supposed to look and it's so incredible. So go check that out. Um, but this is when he took the bread and said, give thanks. This is my body broken for you. This is when he took the wine and said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. And here the significance is this is the new covenant. That's what he says. Because the old covenant was you have to follow all of these laws. He's saying, this is the new covenant in my blood. My blood is the new covenant. My blood covers you. You don't have to do all these things and follow all these rules because you can't earn your way. You can no longer earn your way. You have to believe in me. You have to believe that I came, that I died, and my blood is the covering for you. So that is the, the power and the significance of the Last Supper. The Last Supper is also the moment that Judas got up from the table and left to go betray Jesus, which he knew was going to happen. And then immediately after the Last Supper, he took some of his disciples to the Garden of Gethsemane, 
which is where he was praying and he was asking, he said, Lord, if you are willing, take this cup from me because he knew friends, he knew that he was about to die. He knew what he was about to sacrifice. He was still a person who probably had that anxiety and that fear. It said he was sweating and he was crying, but he ultimately said, not my will, but yours father, right? He said, I would love for you to not let this be the way, but if it is your will be done. And shortly after this is when Judas comes into the garden with the Roman soldiers and betrays him and he is arrested and then he is taken in. He is beaten. He is taken before Pilate and Herod and everyone is saying we don't find any fault in this man. Ultimately, he is given to the people to say, hey, you can either every year on Passover, they would let a criminal go. So they said, we can let Jesus go, who we find no fault in, or we can let Barabbas go, who was a, a murderer. And the people said, Jesus, they said, him, kill him, crucify him. And that is how ultimately Jesus was taken to the cross. He had to carry his own cross. He did have someone help him ultimately when he was bleeding because he was already beaten and um, someone had to help him carry his cross the rest of the way. That is Good Friday. <laughs> that So we are in Good Friday now, right? This is the moment like it turns in from the Last Supper through the night into Good Friday when Jesus is carrying his cross through town and he is hung on that cross, friends, for us. For hours, he was hung on that cross. So why do we call it Good Friday? I might, I might have already said this. We call it Good Friday because what he did for us was good. His life sacrificed, his blood poured out, his body broken for us was the good so that we don't have to work our way. He, he bridged the gap. He covers us in his blood. We no longer have to do all these things. All we have to do is believe in him. That is how good of a father he is. He sacrificed his son. His son was the lamb. It's so beautiful. It's overwhelming. So I hope that that gave you a little bit more insight into what all of this means. And then, of course, his body was taken down from the cross for the Sabbath. It was it was the Sabbath, that Saturday, right? The Saturday is Sabbath. And from sundown, really sundown Friday to sundown Saturday is the Sabbath. And... Um, he was put into the tomb. He was guarded by soldiers so that um, they thought his disciples would come try to take his body and say he was risen because it was prophesied that Jesus would, would rise. And so he was guarded. The tomb was guarded by Roman soldiers. And guess what? An angel from heaven still came down and notified the women who came to prepare Jesus's body that Jesus had risen on Sunday. That is why we call it Resurrection Sunday. 
We might call it Easter Sunday, but friend, it's Resurrection Sunday. I can't explain more. This day, if Resurrection Sunday didn't happen, we don't have our faith, right? We don't have it. If Jesus didn't die on the cross and conquer the grave to rise again, we wouldn't have our faith, our Christian faith, our Christian belief. He rose again. And that is why we have the joy of celebrating Resurrection Sunday. So I hope you never look at it the same again. Have fun celebrating Easter with your family, but don't let it pass. Don't let the moment, the significance pass and celebrate Resurrection Sunday with your family. Celebrate Good Friday with your family. Let your children know the true meaning and the true sacrifice. I really hope that this helps you understand more all of these different elements. And again, I will include in the show notes all of these scriptures that I talked about and all of the scriptures that really point us toward the cross and you know, how we got there and even the prophecies before. So I really hope that this helps. I hope it wasn't confusing or rambling. I just wanted to explain it in a way that I know for me, I needed as a new believer and I wanted this to be out there or just someone who, I say new believer sometimes, but just someone who doesn't know as much about the Bible. I really wanted to have this be a place where I can do that and explain some of those things that are really the core foundation of our faith. So friends, worship and praise Jesus this weekend. He is good. He gave us life, truly. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine on you. Be gracious to you turn his face toward you, and give you peace. Amen. Thanks for listening to Lana Send the Word. May you be blessed and always be a blessing. Bye! Hey friends, thank you so much for joining this episode of Wellness and the Word. I hope you enjoyed it. And anything else that you'd like to hear on the podcast, let me know. I would love to hear from you and learn about what you want to hear and what you want to learn about Jesus and about the Bible. I am here to serve you and to help you in that way. And I just really, truly appreciate you so much for being here.